Each and every week, I talk to very interesting people. And the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoy this newest weekly segment on Coach Vincent's. Hi, this is Steve Siddall. Retirement can open the door to pursue a passion that maybe you've always wanted to do. For many, it's checking off items on the bucket list. For others, a chance to share that passion and inspire others. Many retirees are finding that public speaking can be one way to get that message out there. The big question is, how do we even begin? Enter Grant Baldwin, professional speaker, author, and entrepreneur. His new book, The Successful Speaker, Five Steps for Booking Gigs, Getting Paid, and Building Your Platform, tackles the process in a no-nonsense way and can help you get your speaking business off and running. I had a chance to talk with Grant recently about his book, his business, and his passion for helping others. Grant, welcome. I'm curious how the process for you has been to go from a speaker where you built your own business to now sharing that with others and helping them get started. We found out that a lot of people are, who are interested in speaking just go, I, I've done some speaking. I enjoy speaking. Speaking is one of those things I'd love to do more of. No idea what to do from here. So we've tried to really demystify and break it down and show people just a step-by-step -step process of exactly how to find and book gigs, whether that's, you know, for some people they want to do, uh, you know, 50, 75, 100 gigs a year. And other people are like, ah, I don't want to do that many. I've got a full-time thing going or I'm, I'm headed toward retirement. And like, I wouldn't mind doing five or 10 though here and there. And I just, I just don't know how to find those five or 10. So uh, yeah, that's definitely what, we, what we're going to show how to do in, inside the book. So how did you get started in speaking? Because you certainly have done a, a fair amount of that yourself and, and obviously have a passion for teaching others. Yeah. So if we go way back in time, uh, back in high school, I was really involved in my local church and my youth pastor had a really big impact on me. And uh, so then after that, I was like, I want to, I want to do that. Like I, he was a great speaker and really made an impact in my world. Uh, and so I went to, went to Bible college and then worked at a local uh, church as a youth pastor. So there I had a lot of opportunities to speak uh, and really enjoyed it. I enjoyed speaking, felt like it was one of those things I was decent at, wanted to do more of. And again, no idea what to do from there. I had no idea how much do you charge and who pays for speakers and, uh, and, and uh, uh, what do you speak on and, and all the like the ins and outs of the speaking industry. So uh, after that, I, I met a couple guys who are full-time speakers and just started to learn the business and basically went from zero because everyone starts at zero to the point where I was doing about 70 gigs per year. Uh, and I loved it. It was great. I had a, like amazing opportunities to just really make an impact, make a difference and speak to a lot of audiences and, and help a lot of people and, and change a lot of lives, including our own. Uh, and then it got to a point where I had a lot of people who are asking me, Grant, I, I see how you went from zero to 70. How, how do I do that? I want to do that. Or again, some people who would say, I don't want to do 70, but I'd love to do, you know, two or three or five or 10, but I, I don't know what to do. And so we started teaching some of that, just taking what we had learned, some of the, the systems and processes and tools that we had learned uh, by being in the trenches for several years and just started teaching that. And so that's the core of what we do today. Like you mentioned, we run uh, a company and training program called the, the Speaker Lab um, and yeah, and teach people the, the ins and outs of uh, all things speaking. You're very passionate about the teaching part of this too. I, I really like that. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, I figure we all have to work. We all have to make a living. We all have to eat and live indoors. But if we're going to do that, I'd, I'd rather do something I enjoy. And speaking is one of those unique things that is certainly something that terrifies a lot of people. Like some people listening right now, maybe like there is zero chance I ever want to get on stage anywhere. Uh, but there's also plenty of people who are saying, that sounds amazing. I, I would love to do that. So 
I know that the difference it has made uh, in my own life, I know the difference that I've been able to make in the audiences that I've spoken to, but I also know that the speakers that we've worked with, the impact that's made for them, for the audiences that they speak to. Uh, and so really there's there's very much a, a ripple effect of the the difference that can be made with speaking. So if you've got something that you, know, you want to be a speaker, how do you know what's the right topic? How do you know what direction to go? Yeah, so there's definitely a, a blend there of, of figuring out what you want to speak about, who you want to speak to, and what does the market actually care about. Because just because you care about something or just because you think something's important or you think other people should find it important doesn't necessarily mean that anybody cares about it or it doesn't mean that anybody pays speakers. So if you said, I am deeply passionate about teaching dogs how to do the personal finances and budgets for families, it's like, that's great, but it doesn't mean anybody cares about it or they care enough to hire speakers to come in and talk about that. So there's definitely an overlap. Now, if you want to do like a real practical exercise, one thing you can do is if you say, okay, I have a sense of what I want to speak about or who I want to speak to, uh, go to Google and look for other speakers who are doing something similar. So you might do a search for, you know, personal finance speaker or investment speaker or retirement speaker or parenting speaker or marriage speaker or, or customer service speaker or whatever, right? And ideally what you want to find is speakers that are a step or two ahead of you. So you don't want to be looking, you know, light years ahead. So if you said, okay, I want to, I want to be a personal finance speaker. So let's look up and see, you know, what, what's Susie Orman speaking at, or what's Dave Ramsey speaking at? Like, like that doesn't work. Okay. We want to look for people who are again, like maybe a step or two ahead of you. And the point here is let's say you start browsing around Google and you can't find anyone who's doing it. That is not a good thing. Now, some speakers might think like, oh, that's perfect. I'm going to be the first. Like, no, 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 no. Like we're, we're looking for existing opportunities that exist in the marketplace. So if you can't find anyone that's doing it, there's typically a reason why. So you want to look for other speakers who are doing something similar. Another thing you can do is you can do a search for the type of event that you might speak at. So you might do a search for personal finance event or retirement event, or uh, if you have an idea of who exactly you would be speaking to. What's the, you know, if you were speaking to realtors or insurance agents, you might do a search for that of, you know, realtor conference or insurance agent conference. And so if you're doing searches for some of these and you can't find any around your topic or around your industry or around the audience you would speak to, again, that is a red flag that there may not be opportunities that exist. So just doing some simple searches there and trying to get a sense of what's already in the marketplace. What is it that people are already hiring speakers to talk about? That'll help you to help you get going in the right direction. Grant, what about someone heading into retirement? They've got years of experience. They're willing to share. Is there a market for someone like that? Yeah. So here's the problem. Here's the challenge that a lot of speakers run into is that when you, when you're in that type of spot where it's like, Hey, I've got a lot of life experience personally, professionally, there's a lot of different things that I could talk about. And I'm trying to figure out how to narrow it down because one of the things that we teach speakers is that you need to be the steakhouse and not the buffet, be the steakhouse, not the buffet. And here, here's what I mean by that. So Steve, let's imagine that, that we were going to go grab, um, go grab a bite to eat. We we're looking for a good steak and, uh, we have a choice. We could go to a buffet where steak is one of a hundred different things that they offer and right. they're all mediocre, or we could go to a steakhouse where that's all they do. They are the best in class at steak. They don't do tacos. They don't do pizza. They don't do lasagna. They don't do waffles. They don't do anything else. They do steak really, really, really well. That's what you want to be positioned as, as a speaker. So even though at a steakhouse, whoever that chef is there, they could probably cook a really good hamburger. They could probably do a, a spaghetti really well, but their best is at stake. That one specific thing. That's what you want to do as a speaker. You want to be the specialist, not the generalist, because it's counterintuitive because oftentimes we think 
the more topics I can speak to or the more audiences I can speak to, the more opportunities I have. The opposite is the, tr- is the truth, though. The more specific I am, the more narrow I am, the more focused I am, the easier it is to book gigs. So you want to narrow it down and try to be the specialist and not the generalist. I like that. That's a great analogy. We're talking with Grant Baldwin, the author of The Successful Speaker, also the guy behind uh, the Speaker Lab. Speakerlab.com is where you'll find him. So as, as we begin to narrow down that topic and we, you know, we're kind of getting there, what do we do next? Yeah, so it, it really, uh, you, like you can take all the different things that uh, you speak about or who you could potentially speak to. Uh, and once you feel clear on that, and once you've, again, kind of gone back to that, what we would call the validating your expert positioning, and that's where, again, you kind of do some of that market research to see so, who some of the speakers are that exist in the marketplace and feel like, okay, I, I feel like I got my topic. I feel like I got my audience. Uh, we basically teach what we call a uh, the speaker success roadmap. This is a five-step process that makes the acronym SPEAK, S-P-E-A-K. Uh, so the S is kind of what we've just covered so far, the select Mm -hmm. a problem to solve. The P then is you prepare your talk. You figure out what's the solution to the problem that I'm going to solve. And so this could come in the form of of a keynote or a workshop or breakout or a seminar. Uh, We also talk and teach about um, creating the talk itself and storytelling and using humor, delivering from stage, the environment, the audience, uh, all of those different, those type of art side of the of the of the talk Um, because the reality is is your best marketing is a great talk the reason that you and i might go back to a certain steakhouse time and time and time again isn't because the font on the menu it isn't because uh you know the the uh, decor inside it's because the steak is really 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 good so in any any of us right now anybody listening if we were going to come to your town and visit, and and I tell you what, I love tacos. So if I was coming to town, I said, hey, I'm looking for the best taco place in town. What do you got? Most people are going to have some place in mind if you're a taco enthusiast like me. And you're going to have that place not because of, of anything about it other than the food is really, really good. And so the same thing is true for your product, so to speak, as a speaker. Your product is your talk. It is your presentation. So it's the type of thing that you want to make sure is polished and and you can deliver well. So it's the type of thing that people are like, wow, you've, you've got to have you've got to have this person. You got to have John. You got to have Steve. You got to have Sally in because they are so good on stage. They're so good to work with, uh, and that can ultimately make a, a big difference for you as well. Part of what you do too is is the marketing pa- aspect of this, and how important is that? And what kinds of things do we need to have to get our word out, so to speak? Yeah. So once you have the the let's go through that the select a problem to solve. Then you get the P that prepare your talk. The E is establish yourself as the expert. This is where you're drawing the line in the stand. You're planting your flag, saying, "All right, I'm the go-to expert. I'm the go-to authority on this subject or topic." And so there's two key marketing tools that you need. You need a website and you need a demo video. A website and a demo video. In this day and age, if you don't have a website, you don't exist. Like people will not take you seriously. Uh, and then on the demo video, uh, a demo video is I want you to think of it like a movie trailer. A movie, they have you know 90 minutes, 120 minutes. They boil it down to two or three minutes for a movie trailer. And the point of the movie trailer and the point of the demo video is to make people want to see more. Before someone's willing to hire you, before someone's willing to put you on stage, and especially before someone's willing to pay you, they need to get a sense of how you are as a communicator. Are you good at what it is that you do? What is it that you talk about? What's your kind of style of presentation? Are you humorous? Are you uh, interactive? Are you enga- How do you engage in, with, the, with the audience? How do you keep the audience with you? So all those are factors that they are looking for, literally in just a couple of minutes. They don't need to see a full video, but just a couple of minutes that gives them a sense of, yeah, this is a good speaker. This is someone that would be a good fit for our audience because when they put you on their stage, they are putting their reputation on the line. So they want to make sure that if they're going to do that, and again, especially if they're going to pay you money, 
that they feel confident. Yeah, I've vetted this person. I've researched this person. I've seen them speak. They do a good job. They would be a good fit for our event. So those are the two key marketing tools that you need. You need a website and you need a demo video. And is there is there help out there? Can people, are, are you somebody that could help us do that? Is there a way to do that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, uh, inside of our elite program, we actually help you create both your website and your demo video. We do some of those things for you uh, because it can be something that is intimidating for people who are not tech savvy. Now, I would also uh, caution you and say that you want to do this with excellence, but make sure you also remember that you're creating version 1.0, that each time you speak, you're going to get better. You may get better demo video footage. Uh, as your speaking business grows, you'll probably update and improve your website. So realize you're creating version 1.0. Still do it with excellence, but work with what you've got and improve as you go. But yeah, inside of our elite program, we actually, like you mentioned, uh, we actually uh, help you create your website and help you create your demo video. TheSpeakerLab.com is where you start there, folks, if you're interested. And what about fees? And, and is it okay to talk for free? Yeah, great question. So when it comes to speaking fees, there's a couple different variables and factors that go into how much you should charge, right? Because speakers always want to know, how much should I charge as a speaker? How much can I make as a speaker? Uh, and the reality is, is that it depends, which I get is a horrible answer. Uh, so one, I'll give you the shortcut answer, okay? okay and then I'll give sure. you kind of the, the thought process behind it. Uh, and, and you may have actually used this, is we have a speaking fee calculator. It's totally free. You can go to myspeakerfee.com, myspeakerfee.com. You answer a couple questions. It tells you what you should charge as a speaker. It takes you less than a minute. Again, totally free calculator. Play around with it. It's really fun. So that's the shortcut answer. The other answer would be, what you should charge depends on a couple of variables. It depends on your industry. You can charge more in some industries versus others. You can charge more speaking to corporations than you can to churches. You can charge more speaking to colleges versus elementary schools. So there's some markets where you can just charge more than others. Uh, another factor or variable is going to be uh, your experience. If you're a brand new speaker who's just getting started, you've only spoke a couple times, you typically won't be able to charge as much as someone who's been doing this for many, many years and just frankly is a better speaker. Uh, and then the third variable is going to be your marketing materials. So if we go back to the website demo video we talked about earlier, uh, when an event planner is considering hiring you as a speaker, they're going to look at uh, yours and other uh, other potential speakers' uh, marketing materials. And so your stuff needs to look on par with those. So if you say, let's uh, say I want to charge $10,000 as a speaker, then your stuff needs to look on par with other $10,000 speakers. Because whether we like it or not, whether we whether we uh, admit it or not, like people still judge books by their covers. And so if someone looks at your website and your website isn't good, they are going to assume that you aren't good as a speaker. May not be fair, may not be right, may not be accurate, but we all do it. And so you want to make sure that your website and your materials look sharp. Now, to the second part of your question there, should you speak for free? What I would say is that speaking for free can have kind of a, a bad rap. Like um, we oftentimes think of it as like a, a negative thing or if you speak for free, like it, like it doesn't count or something like something, something silly like that. And the truth is, is that it's okay to speak for free as long as you know why you're doing it. Don't just speak for free out of the goodness of your heart. Like you got to make the transition here that you are running a business. Now, if speaking is just a hobby, then sure, go speak for free all day long, every day, and it makes no difference. But if you're doing this with the emphasis on, I want to make money, I want to make a living from this, I want to share my message, I want to do this for as many people as possible, then you need to receive value for the value that you are delivering. Now, the value that you receive may come in the form of a check or it may come in other forms. So for example, some speakers may speak for free and they do it for lead gen. 
Meaning if you have some other type of product or service or coaching or consulting, it may make sense for you to speak for free because you're going to generate additional clients out of that that may be more more beneficial and more lucrative than what you could have made from the event anyway. Another reason may be just to to practice. The way that you get better as a speaker is that you practice. The more reps that you get in, the better you can become. So it may make sense for you to speak for free a few times just to start to get the practice in. Another reason may be uh, to network. You know, the the uh, as speakers, there's a certain amount of, of cachet and credibility and authority that goes along with being a speaker. Uh, and so if you're at a conference or an event with other speakers there, maybe a good opportunity for you to kind of rub shoulders and connect with some other speakers that may be there that you want to, that you're interested in connecting with. So there's certainly value there that you can receive that may not always come in the form of whether or not you got a check at the event. Interesting. And so, Grant, one of the things that you've said in your podcast and and what other speakers that I've heard you interview, they talk about how important it is to it's it's yes, you got to be dynamic and and make a killer speech. But at the same time, you've got to be sort of be around and and be helpful and be uh, be present with with the organization. Yeah, hundred percent. Part of what they're paying you for is uh, is is to what you do on stage is what you deliver from the stage, right? So I'll tell you this: if you're a great speaker on stage, you're amazing on the platform, but you're a pain in the butt off stage. And by pain in the butt, I don't mean like you're a prima donna or you're a diva or you're demanding or anything like that. Like I mean, like you're unorganized or you're sloppy or you you drop the ball on things or you're you're not detail oriented and you said you're going to be at a sound check at a certain time and you weren't there or you were late or or uh, you're rude or anything like that. Like that's the type of speaker people don't want to work with because you got to think about this from the event planner's perspective. When you're putting on an event, there are hundreds and hundreds of spinning plates and you as a speaker are just one of those. So the easier you can be to work with, the easier that you can make the life of the the event planner, the more likely they're going to want to be to work with you. So yeah, who you are on stage in terms of your speaking, your presentation, that really matters. But who you are offstage may be just as important, if not more important. So the book is called The Successful Speaker. And so that's out now. We'll say that it's out now. And uh, what? how else do we reach you? And where else can we find about The Successful Speaker or The Speaker Lab? Yeah, everything we do is at thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. And like you mentioned, the book is The Successful Speaker, Five Steps for Booking Gigs, Getting Paid, and Building Your Platform. Uh, depending on when people listen to this, we have information about the book and, and potentially pre-ordering it, if, if the book isn't out yet, uh, over at thespeakerlab.com slash book, thespeakerlab.com slash book. But uh, if you're listening to this after the book comes out, then uh, you can pick up the book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever books are sold. Greg, anything else you want to touch on that we haven't talked about yet? This is all very exciting stuff. Yeah, I would say this, like everything that we've discussed, everything we've gone over, uh, speaking is in the systems that we teach, speaking is very simple, but it's not necessarily easy. It's simple, but not easy. And what I mean by that is it does require work. It requires discipline. It requires effort. Just because you heard these steps and maybe you're not along or maybe you took some notes and you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. Like it still requires effort. It still requires work. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to lose five pounds or 10 pounds, what do you, what do you got to do? Like everybody knows we got to, we got to do two things. We got to eat right. And we got to exercise. That's it. You got to pay attention to what you eat and you got to exercise. It's simple, but it's not easy. So it still requires work. It still requires effort. So you can absolutely be a successful speaker. You can make a dent in the world. You can change your own life through your speaking. You can make a huge, huge impact both financially and personally for yourself and for others. But it requires you to take action and to take uh, and to, to make an effort. Thanks again to Grant Baldwin, author of The Successful Speaker, Five Steps for Booking Gigs and Building Your Platform. The book is available everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. 
places like that. You can learn more about Grant himself at thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. You can also find his podcast, The Speaker Lab, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Siddall.